Productions. Due to suggestive adult themes and dialogue, this podcast is intended for adults. In other words, the truth is ugly, so we get ugly right along with it. Everything we say is out of love for ourselves, our people, and our community. Sincerely, the Green Route Podcast. Welcome back to the Green Route Season (laughs) 2. Season 2. Episode 6. You know, it's crazy. Like this sprint, I've had a bunch of my favorite people with me which is great because down the line i may not have all my favorite people with me so it's a good way to start off absolutely season two that's why i had to get in early i'm like well she gonna move on up from here (laughs) like so i'm I'm gonna have to get in right now look nah don't don't let anthony fool y'all don't let anthony fool y'all he he has done amazing things so speaking of anthony and fooling y'all i got one of my favorite people with me um today it's crazy i'm thinking just about everybody that i've had on are people that i've forged relationships with here in dallas um yeah yeah well outside of ronald which will be a special episode that we recorded um that will drop yeah between uh kind of parts one and parts two of of season season two but um yeah everybody like they're they're from dallas it just lets me know i've i've done all right out here you made connections i've made some really good it only takes a little time you can't do it quickly you just gotta take your time you know that's true it's been a while you've been here for how long yeah this is my 10th year yeah yeah Yeah. so my first two years though was at smu so i mean i was kind of in a bubble yeah uh, literally in a bubble. No, I know. Um, so yeah, so y'all, I have uh, Anthony Anderson with me. Um, mm-hmm. I always got to tell the story of how I met people because um, it should be so random. But um, yeah, I met him through. Please tell me. Through well, I met you through Tribe, so through Crystal in okay. essence. Okay. Um, so we have a mutual friend, Crystal, who is a trainer and just an amazing athlete all around. And so um, while I was at SMU, actually, my I think it was my in between my first and second year, um, I found Tribe and was like, oh, let me see what this is hitting for. And at the time, I think y'all were at Hillcrest. Y'all were still really? okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all were so at I thought Hillcrest. maybe it was uh, uh, not a coincidence that it was still at SMU that you found us. But Mm-mm. okay. So I think y'all were doing one day at Hillcrest and another day. It was like Wednesdays at SMU, but Hillcrest was on Saturdays or something. It might have been, and or maybe on Sunday. It was it was something like that. Sunday and Wednesday, I yeah, think, I think were we the track do days Sundays at, the time. at two p.m. Like like some fools. So okay, so <laughs> I think I think so. Whatever day it was, it was the Hillcrest day, and the reason I remember it is because it was so hot, and it was mm-hmm. my first workout with y'all, and there was no shade at Hillcrest at the nope. time. Nope. Like this is before they redid anything, and I just remember like trying to find a sliver of relief, like. And I remember Kim, our other friend, Kim walked up to me. She was like, hey, girl, you okay? I was like, no, I feel lightheaded. <laughs> like, I think I'm about you. to pass out. Like, it was probably one of the hardest workouts I had done in my adult life. Um, well, not to mention it was kind of new to Texas, new to this heat. Yes, yeah, so. new to the heat, new to Texas, new to Tribe. Like, And at the time, like... Tribe was like hitting. It was hit. It was crazy. Yeah. So, so yeah. So met Anthony um, through that group, and um, we just became friends. And then Anthony ended up becoming a trainer for the group, mm-hmm. um, one of the coaches. So yeah, we just you know how it is when you meet people and y'all connect. I think we just Click. started like doing lunch here yeah. and there uh, when I graduated from SMU and learning about each other. And I got to learn his personality. He got to learn mine and, and it just matched. So we've known each other for 
I guess about eight years now. Yeah, um, seems crazy. It, it, it's, it's nuts. And so, yeah, it's crazy when you like think back because it's like, dang, we, we've we actually seen each other through some life stuff. Like <laughs> some life has happened in the Absolutely. last eight years. Well, I, and that's what I was mentioning to you earlier. Is like, I feel like I looked through my whole phone and couldn't find And then you had all the photos and stuff like that. So I was like, well, yeah, I remember. All, yeah. This is why people, you got to take pictures and, and, and have memories because like you got to look back at this stuff and be like, Oh yeah, that Look shit at, was fun. Yeah. Didn't they? Oh, that, that wasn't yeah. So. I remember that hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, uh, well, well, I mean, for yeah. you, for you, yeah. it's been about the same. Because <laughs> that's okay. You've been consistent. Consistency consistent. is key. That's right. And Consistency everything. is key. So y'all, Anthony um, is is an incredible um, professional in the wellness space and the training space. Um, an amazing boxer. He done gave me some like crazy boxing workouts too. Who wants some? Um, and really, what, the thing I, I really love about you know what he does is is it's really holistic wellness. I think a lot of trainers tend to focus on the body only, but um, mm -hmm. you know I've literally done like breathing exercises <laughs> with this dude and right. really just been able to like you know get like ground into my body and then just find a focal point in my mind. So we're going to talk about that after we wrap up these five topics just okay. about yeah, health and wellness. And I think especially given just the state of the world, the state of the country, like people are under a lot of stress. Um, and maybe you can give us some tips on Absolutely. how to balance that shit out. Cause okay. Jesus. Yeah, I'll, I'll try my best. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. I'm not an expert, but I do a little. So he do, he do him. All right. Anything you want to say to the people before we hop in? No, I'm a, thank you for having me on this. Like, I, I haven't never been on a podcast, so I'm, I can't say that I'm nervous, though. But at the same time, it's new for me and I didn't want to do it at first, mm -hmm. even though I joked about doing it. Um, but in the end, I decided, you know, once you invited me again, I was like, you know, just do it because you cannot grow unless you do something that's, that's going right. to feel awkward and, and, right. and crazy. But um, so I appreciate you having me on here and I hope I do a good job and um, and get all kind of hits and stuff. No, how's it uh, work with social media? I don't uh, know how it works. No, I'm just kidding. Y'all tell me if y'all want Anthony back. How about that? <laughs> yeah, how about that? Yeah. No, it's, and for me, this is this is a conversation. Um, you know, but it's always... I, <laughs> and he was like, you don't get nervous? And I'm like, I'll be forgetting the camera there most of the time. Like, because it's just talking to someone who I genuinely have an interest in look, hearing their thoughts. Look, I tried to look thoughts. in the camera. I was, I was like, where is it? I don't even... Hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking in the wrong spot. I'm looking at the monitor over there. No, I don't... Yeah, so... Mm -hmm. Nah, it's just going to be a conversation. So, all right, well, let's go on and hop let's in because we are going to try to keep this episode shorter, y'all. Yeah. Last week, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I told him this, we ain't doing that because I was here last week too, by the way. He was. was. He, was he produced last yeah. week's show. And so, if you loved it, thank thank you, Anthony. All right. Um, so, topic number one, y'all, we, we are keeping it down here in Texas um, to start with. So, one of the top stories in the nation right now um, has to do with Ken Paxton and um, his impeachment that is going on. So Kim Paxton is the um, now disgraced uh, attorney general for the state of Texas. Um, he has been in that role for quite some time. So early this year, I want to say it was early this year, a couple whistleblowers popped up and was like, hey, Correct. Kim Paxton has been misusing his office, his power. There were um, cases of bribery alleged. There were cases of him obstructing justice, um, him potentially covering up other 
questionable situations for close friends of his, right. um, burying investigations for people who may have been doing business with or been close to. So a lot going on there. Ken Paxton's wife, which Anthony reminded me of right before we started recording, is actually a part of the Texas State Senate as well. So while right. his hearing is going on, she is not being allowed to participate, um, but you will see her. So this is televised, you guys. Um, you will see her at least sitting at her Senate desk, although she is not allowed to participate in the impeachment hearing. Um, so there's a couple things going on. Um, as we talked about accusations of bribery, obstruction of justice, um, and the big one I think that I was worried about was the misappropriation of public resources, um, wherein he, he could have very well could have been using his office and the state's funds um, to cover up things or to do things to his personal gain, his personal benefit or the benefit of those who are close to him. Um, so, in, oh, I'm sorry, this was in 2000, this was in 2020, but we didn't hear about it, I guess, until earlier this year. But in 2020, a couple whistleblowers, um, seven of them actually went forward to the FBI one of whom was actually Ken Paxton's aide. Right. He was the first person that was called up to the stand right. yesterday when the trial started. So when I got back on today and I started watching it, I definitely noticed that Ken Paxton's attorney was like grilling this dude something crazy. Oh, did you watch it? I, yeah, I watched I watched about an hour of it today. And okay. he was cross-examining um, the witness, right? Ken Paxton's uh, former aide, <clears throat> who I believe was the first whistleblower to go to the FBI. So it was a very the first aggressive. One fired, I believe the first one fired. He's doing wrongful terminations <laughs> after that. So let's just <laughs> go ahead. And, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I, I feel like once you once you make that decision, you pretty much got to know right. that you about to lose your job. I, yeah. I hope he had like saved up his money, paid off his credit card debt, you know, like done the financial things that he knew. I don't know. He's still facing charges on another. This is yeah. You know, we'll, we'll go into that yeah. later. But yeah, if you knew you was about to go blow the whistle on your boss. I pray that you got your financial oh, okay, house in order. Yeah, because okay. yeah, you're about to get fired, my boy. Yeah. You, you were about yeah. to get walked out of that office. Um, so uh, another big one, y'all, is um, there's alleged wrongdoing in to how Paxton uh, handled an investigation into a man named Nate Paul. So Nate Paul is a Houston um, real estate investor. Um, he was known by name in the real estate investing community um, for being what they called a prodigy at the time. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this was like high value, you know, real estate. But then all of a sudden it turned into high profile bankruptcies and him just having a lot of business troubles. Um, he also had a raid on his home and his businesses. So Paul started going through some shit. I'm guessing Ken Paxton was like, oh, you my boy. Let you. me help you out. Right. Let me cover you. And so now Nate's Nate Paul's name is being associated with Ken Paxton in this investigation, which could very well mean that both of them go down at the same time. So the shit is crazy. The last thing I'll say is the reason I'm watching it and the reason I really do believe it's being televised is because it's setting a precedent for the party having to hold their party members accountable. Yes. Um, 
I think we've seen far too often like people having their loyalties along party lines and they're willing to overlook shit because, oh, you're a Democrat or, oh, you, you're a Republican. But this one is important because you have to remember this is Texas, right? So this is a GOP dominated Senate that brought this impeachment forward. Now, let's also be clear that it probably only came forward because other people didn't want to be caught up in it. Right. And so it's like, well, let me get you and there before was a, I got And down. there was enough out there. And, right. So yeah. he wasn't really hiding enough. <laughs> he was just out there mm-hmm. doing these things and Blatantly. with like no, like there was going to be no uh, consequences mm-hmm. to it, which, you know, it, go to say like this, not, not to say that he couldn't do that because a lot of times you see that happening when people have, can do things and then nothing happens yeah. to them, right? Yeah. So it's just, it's interesting how, this one did come about where they're putting them in this in this situation to be like, yo, you went too far. <laughs> too like, much. Yeah, too much. Let's <laughs> calm it down. Easy, easy, easy. easy. Like, let's, let's yeah. not do all that. And and I, 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 I would 100% agree. I think at this point, it's like, all right, we saw you outside popping bottles and doing what you do. And then, you know, you use the mayor's credit card to pop a bottle. With right. a woman that wasn't your wife, you you just took it. You took it too far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you took it too far. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's what happened, y'all. I'm, I'm right, this right. is hyperbole. Please well, don't go. <laughs> there is an alleged affair, and I love that his wife is going right to be there right listen there. to all of. I'm it. sure she knows everything though. I, I think so too, but but the drama of like her getting up and like trying to come across a desk on him would just be. That would be magnific, yeah. <laughs> okay. That would America. be on BBC International yeah. right oh, there. That'd be worldwide, like <laughs> just gold right there. I so. see you, girl. Yeah. So get them. No. So yeah, I, we don't know exactly how long um, this trial is going to last, but I think it is worth. Uh, I think it is worth watching because, again, cases like this do tend to set precedent for for other cases. And I am certain there's another attorney general or something somewhere in a high, you know, a highly ranked office um, who has been abusing the power in that office. And so cases like this tend to allow other people to take notes and be like, you know what? I think I got a case too against my boss or my right. subordinate or That's whatever. True. So I mean, it, I mean, it, to the least, the next person that comes in will be like, "Y'all can't, I can't mess around right now. I can't leave that door open. Don't yeah. you close that door?" <laughs> no, no, no. So it, it'll be interesting to see. And like I said, not to mention, he has still has that indictment from like 2015 that is still hanging over his head. That's so. right. We we got a long way to go. It took them all day to even swear in people from what I understand. Yeah. And um, so it's going to be a long trial, but I'm excited to see what happens because like let's everybody gets excited when you finally hold somebody accountable. Yes. It's like the American people, the Texas people, whatever will, will rejoice to be like, finally, finally get one. Finally, finally yeah. get a win. Yeah. And and I, I think we can say the same about y'all's ex-president. I think that's why so many people are excited. to speak. And, and not just like those of us who experienced him as a president. Um, I watched excuse me, this series of videos where this man was talking about all of his friends who have done business with um, Trump Enterprises and been slighted for what they were owed. And it was like, oh, they didn't pay me for two years and I had taken out all these loans to provide services for this project. And then I guess the MO of the entire operation was to say, oh, okay, well, we'll just go on and settle. Um, since it's been so long, you really want your money, right? And so, you know, if you had a $5 million contract, sometimes people would end up getting two, $3 million um, and then having to either shut down their business or go into debt just to, you know, 
provide the services that they signed on for. So I think those people are are, <laughs> are also really excited because it's like, yeah, we've been telling y'all mm-hmm. that this was an issue. You just saw it happen at, at the highest level possible. Right. Um, so, yeah. All right. Anything else on this one? I think we're good. Like I said, we're going to keep it short. Yeah, we're going to get like through this. this. We yeah. We're going to move through it. I like uh, but yeah. I, mean, I I will say, though, let me see here. That's your boy, Dan Patrick's overseeing it. I don't think that's fair, but. <laughs> yeah. Touche. Too at least he don't have a vote, just like his wife does. Yes. So we we good with there. So yeah. I mean. that's, that's true. And I, I, did, I did like that there were a certain level of checks and balances when it came to um, conflict of interest. Yes. So, yeah, because be, that would be utterly ridiculous. And then, isn't there a. There's like a clause that says that you don't have to testify against your spouse, right? Um, um, on and under oath. What is it? It's called um, shoots. I forgot what's called. BS. Yeah. So I'm like, she could have backed out if she wanted to, right? Right. Okay. Which is crazy because she's still a senator well, in the that's state. That's to do with uh, like getting on the stand, though, right? Uh, yes. But Not imagine had they. Like had as as a senator, right? Because she's had to do business with him as a senator, right? Had they called her up, like I don't, I think I don't think they even would have been able to do it though, because they're married. Yes, so good for her. She yeah. gets to sit back and watch this go down and stretch before she has to come across <laughs> that table on that food. Um, all right, y'all. So let's 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 move on. Let's uh, talk <laughs> topic number two. <sighs> it's it's so much going on around um, foreign affairs and these very interesting alliances that we are seeing form. Uh, and <laughs> why I'm chuckling is because for so long, the United States was the superpower. Mm-hmm. And now we are watching the new superpowers align. Align, yeah. And we're being left out. Yeah. So the story that I want to cover, um, I actually wrote down here, they got money for wars, but can't feed the poor. So Tupac. the United States, yes, Tupac, the United States is sending another billion aid package to Ukraine worth a billion dollars. I didn't realize how much they actually sent to overall for the war. It's insane. It's we're we're funding this war. Yes, we are funding it yes. more than NATO, more than any other country. And we should also point out, I mean, America, we we do foreign aid, right? Like that's something that we, right. we've done. We have sent more to Ukraine since the war started than we have to Israel. Than, like then then a lot of the countries that we send foreign aid to, like I think I sent you that report that had like all the graphs in it. It was a really good report from um where was it from? It was the Council on Foreign Relations. They did a report. Did I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it, was an, it was an email. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, they did a report that showed, you know, just how much money. And it, it, it isn't just like cash dollars, right? Like some of it absolutely is like humanitarian funds, things like that. But the weapons. But the, not a lot. When you when you look at the breakdown, it's out of the 75 billion or whatever that was sent. It was only like. Three bill, three or four billion dollars for human humanitarian. Right, so the majority of that military. is is absolutely for weaponry, artillery, things like that. Right. Um, I was on TikTok Live this morning, and one thing when I was talking about this story, I was like, "Y'all just do like do a quick exercise on company time. Still a little bit of company time while you while you at the job today, and go look at the stock price of." 
U.S. defense companies from the time, from the day Ukraine was invaded by Russia to today. That's a good point. And it is absolutely insane. So if you look at these packages, and by the way, if you are looking for them, they're always announced on um, the um, the U.S. Um, defense page. So they always put like a quick write up um, on how much we're sending, what we're sending, all that. But also listed in there is who the primary contractors are for these weapons or planes or whatever that we're sending over there. And the names that you will see over and over, Lockheed Martin, Arthur Grumman, Raytheon. Just go do yourself a quick exercise and look at the stock price. All right, I'm gonna do that. Um, And and it it will start to make sense why our elected officials are signing off on these funding packages because if I knew where the money was about to be funneled, I'm buying that stock. There you go. And and this is why people are calling for our elected officials to have limitations and restrictions on how they can invest while they're in office because they do have information as far as where funding is going, where taxpayer dollars mm-hmm. are going before we have it. And so they can make moves before we do. And let's not get it twisted. This is both sides of the party and they all know yeah. it and they all benefit from it. Shall we talk about Diane Feinstein and her rich ass? <laughs> as as much as we, we loved her and she was whipping them into shape as speaker yeah. and all, let's be clear that she has also benefited from, from these types of things too. So a billion dollars, y'all. Um, we also found out this morning that our Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, decided to take his ass over to Kiev unannounced. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he told Zelensky he was going over there. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Not sure. Well, that's funny. Is they, met, they met up at a McDonald's. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Did he just say, I'm going to put these down on? <laughs> I'm going to ride the train from Poland over to, uh, yeah, we just McDonald's over I'm here. I'm down on Kiev. Yeah, come Come holler at me. So he, he makes his unannounced trip, um, and, it, and it's, it was said for three reasons. The first, the first thing that the State Department said was it was a show of our commitment to Ukraine. Yeah. The second thing the State Department said was he was didn't there. Need travel. Okay, keep going. You said what? Which didn't need travel there. But yeah, right. We could have sent an email. Keep we, going. Let's we'll see what else. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, and we I good. support you. Yeah. <laughs> like, sending a little something your way. Check right. your account. <laughs> so... So, yeah, first, that, that was the second thing that he was going over there to assess um, their progress and um, really their status. The third thing was to announce this package, which, um, again, what Anthony said is supposed to be worth a billion dollars in weapons, humanitarian aid, things like that. Um, what else is going on in the background, though, is that Russia and, and North Korea. North Korea. Are cozying up to each other. BFF and over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they may have like dipped their fries in the same little, <laughs> you know, ketchup. Like it, it sounds like they becoming friends, right? Yes. Um, Russia, we do know had an artillery shortage, and we knew this because of the Wagner situation. So remember the leader of the Wagner group, the one who just died in the right. plane crash. That's right. He had came out and out like he had pretty much put Putin out there, like, hey. Unless you pay me and get my boys the artillery, ar- artillery they need, we out. We out, yeah. And so I guess Putin got whatever they needed, the shells, whatever. Um, but it sounds like that they are running low. So what I found out today is that North Korea 
not only has, um, you know, a stockpile of the things that Russia needs, but also they have some of the raw materials Correct. that so will allow Russia yeah, to, uh, mm-hmm, to up their their production of their own. Um, the other thing that's happening is <laughs> is that we are running wartime exercises with places like South Korea, mm-hmm. Taiwan. Yeah. And so we are starting to see a very apparent split. Yes. As far as who's on whose side. Uh, Yes. Apparent is a good word because it's always been that split, Mm -hmm. but now it's being becoming apparent of yeah. like okay now they're they, clicking yeah. up yeah everybody's like okay so you go okay <laughs> these my homies over here yeah. <laughs> what y'all doing so i mean china didn't show up to g20 yes which i didn't know you told me that that's yeah, yeah. well so they sent a they they didn't send like their, their their head right they sent like somebody over there like like a me over there it's like hey go over there real quick and see what they're talking yeah. about um we have BRICS that invited, is it eight new countries to join? Wow. Um, the G20 is obviously losing its gusto right. in all of this. Um, so so it, it is getting, it's getting really interesting to watch who aligns with who. The, the other thing I can say is that the U.S., I hate that we are, we are using other places to fight wars with the folks we don't like. So Ukraine was always going to be a proxy war for us. And we knew that before Russia even invaded because of how we instigated the invasion in the first place. So weeks before the invasion, I don't know if y'all remember on the news, all you heard was Russia's getting ready to invade Ukraine. Russia's getting ready. It was Uh like, I know I have friends in Ukraine who were literally like, can y'all shut the fuck up? Right. Like, like we are always used to like Russian, you know, soldiers and presence. Like Russia is considered big sister in Ukraine. So, so for them, they're like, relax. Right. <laughs> y'all are making it worse. I, I really hate that we have taken it upon ourselves as a country to continue to drive this war with Russia, which or war in general, the war machine is is alive okay. and well, absolutely alive, and we and we can go right. We can we can we can spin this right back around to when the war machine is on. There is a handful of people who get very wealthy. That's right. That's why stop it if it's going to make money. That's, That's right. All that comes down to it. So and and I ain't got to die. Right. I ain't got to send my kids over there to fight. I can use y'all people to funnel money into these companies that I'm highly invested in. Yes, absolutely. It yeah. It's uh, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, let me see what else I got on here. Uh, oh, I written down our aid to Ukraine far exceeds any other country um, and is actually dwarfing what's being done on the home front to fight things like homelessness and poverty and kids that can't eat lunch for free. Um, this, I'm just this, this homeless situation is just it's, it's out of line. It's yeah. It's so bad that I've thought of, you know, you see it in certain places and you don't think it's going to. And then right down the street, it's mm-hmm. just everywhere now. So it's it's yeah. pretty bad that, you know, we, we need we really should be taking care of home more than what we are, at least. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You got anything else on this? You know, just all the people that's died in this war, too. Don't forget all that. Five hundred thousand right. plus people. That's right. You know, so we got to remember all that when it comes down to war and why are we doing it? And how they don't mind for this many people to die just to make some mm-hmm. make money or mm-hmm. power or whatever the case may be. So, yeah. yeah. 
On, on that note, um, I, I do want to fill y'all in. So earlier this week, a story broke from um, Cuban Foreign Ministry <clears throat> where they were able to find out about and crack a human trafficking ring yeah. that was funneling Cubans living in Russia, but also living on the and island them to Russia into right the, the Russian armed forces. So um, remember maybe about four or five months ago, Putin had said, like, oh, we need more soldiers. Right. Y'all need to be signing up. He's yes. pretty much telling civilians, get your ass enlisted. Correct. And then remember, there was like a mass exodus into Poland. That's right. People were trying to leave. So it's it's being thought that this was part of his plot to fill in those, those uh, missing troops really, right. that, that had been lost. With promises of citizenship and stuff like that. That's right. They promised them citizen, yeah. citizenship. Yeah. And Russia and Cuba, Cuba are, they are allies. Like, yes. they, they do... You know, they Mingo. do their dance. Mm -hmm. We don't really see them outside together like right. that, but they together. <laughs> they, they together. So, so yeah, I mean, you, you're 100 percent right. Like we've we've seen massive losses in this war and now they're recruiting folks who are looking, you know, to, for a better life. Right. With the promise and, of, of citizenship. And that's even just just even more diabolical to, to, to do that to people to promise them something and then switch it on and be like, you know what, you got to do this first yeah. or whatever the case may be. Knowing that it, they're down at Russia, I believe, lost more lives than anybody in this thing. 300,000 right. 300, or yeah. something like that. Like, yep. When did you just say, you know what? We My did. We did. I, I <laughs> didn't even want this I type did. of smoke in <laughs> yeah, real life. Yeah, exactly. I, I wasn't I mean, even looking for this type of smoke. So, so yeah, I mean, it, 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 it does go to show that Russia is, um, you know, they, they are looking, sadly, I hate to say it, but they are looking for bodies. There, it's not a mistake that they had employed the Wagner group, right? This, right. this private mercenary group to help them fight this war. Um, so, so who's, who's next is the question. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's something going on over there. We don't know what exactly, but something's not right. And they just gonna, I think they're gonna, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I don't see a good end to any of this no. when it comes to the No, to China's this trying to broker peace, which America, I, I think, <laughs> is them flexing their power as the new world power. Right. Um, I'm going to just leave that right there. So You ain't wrong. So, yeah. Um, all right, y'all. Number three. Uh, Africa is on... On some interesting time right now. Um, if y'all have not been paying attention to what is going on in Africa, but specifically the coups and the overthrowing of what the African people of these nations are calling puppet governments backed by Western powers, backed by Europe, the U.S., things like that. It's going down. Now, I know the last few weeks, a lot of us talked about Niger, what was happening over there. Mm -hmm. um, they pretty much was like, the French got to go. Get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah. The hunter took the president, put him on house arrest. They didn't hurt him, right? They removed him, and um, one of the military leaders is um, is in power now for the interim. Um, but uh, Gabon actually had a coup late last week. I think it was late last week. This is all new to me, so oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. The issue here, and this is crazy. I this this is again one of those countries. Like I had to go look it up because I was like, "Where is this place? Like, wh what do y'all have? Oil rich country, mm. incredibly wealthy country. Um, the French <clears throat> ruled there for almost ever, uh, for not forever, right? But for a very long time. So 
what the what the people of the country were griping about is that a specific family has been in power um, for over half a century. Okay. During that half a century, they have pretty much used the country's oil rich land to enrich themselves while 900,000 of it's 2.4 million citizens. Like, think about that number. You got 2.4 million people there. And this 900,000 may be understated when you really think about it. So close, Those to, people close live, to half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think it said a third. Like, when I did the number, it was about, yeah, a little more than a third. So, those people live in dire poverty. When this is one of the most oil-rich countries on the continent. So they accused the president of enriching himself, enriching his family. There was a really good um, book that was written by a professor at, I believe, Syracuse University that was called like Gabon is in trouble or something like that. So I read a couple um, pair, uh, read a couple chapters, a couple excerpts. And really what he talked about was the fact that <clears throat> the family took 18% of the profits. Oh, for themselves to enrich themselves while the people got about 20%. All the people. Right. So when you start hearing about these coups, like I know it's easy for the media to like demonize these people, right? For running up in these palaces. As they usually do. Yeah. And be, and, and being like, no, we're sick of it. But I think these people are also just tired of Really, what is a puppet government being run by the French? Absolutely. Enriching themselves and keeping everybody else under a thumb. And that's not all. It's across Africa, right? It's like yes. the, the most natural resourceful continent that's on right. the planet by far. By far. Yep. Not to mention the surrounding waters and things of that nature. A lot of people want to talk about the pirates and stuff like that. Like they're doing these things for a reason. We just can't look at them and be like, oh, they killing people. They throwing. That's right nobody does this if, if they're happy, right? Like if you have stuff, money and yes. wealth and like you're not doing this type That's of stuff, what, right? And thank you. only a few certain amount of people may do that for power. But on the on the large scale of things, people, if people uh, fed well and have money in their pocket and everything is good, they're mm -hmm. not going to do this. Mm -hmm. So it has always has to be an underlying reason for that. 100%. And I say that with the same thing when we talk about mental health and stuff like that. There's yeah. something else going on here. Yeah. Like people just don't act like that necessarily. So yeah. no, I mean um, you got a few psychopaths out there that just yeah, they want the power. Of they course. they just love to act. They love to run amok and right. act a fool. But you're, I mean, me and Marve talked about that last week when the Nordstrom situation, right? Like the the, the Gini coefficient is a thing for a reason. Where right. and you see where inequality rises, so does violent crime, and it's relative Amen. inequality, right? So if I look across and you got a five hundred thousand dollar watch on, but I can't even get a cup of rice to eat for dinner. Right. Yeah, I might go on and take your watch so I can eat. And it depends how long it's going too, yeah. right? That's yes. the other time, the timetable of, of it all. Yep. Uh, I can see that watch and be like, okay, all right, I can get there. And then when you keep saying, nope, you're not. And mm -hmm. I'm sitting over here still with that watch and eating good. And they're like, and it's been years yep. of me trying to get that watch and try to get that food. Eventually say, yeah, you know what? I ain't got nothing else to lose. I'm never going to get there without doing it. That's so right. here's what I'm going to do. There, there's, uh, have you ever seen that Tupac clip? He was being interviewed and he talked about standing outside the door. The door. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what it reminds me of. Like, you know, you knock it nice the first time. Like, right. hey, I'm hungry. 
I see the party. Yeah. Can I eat? Nah, we close the door. After a while, I'm beating you. Beating you beat that whole down. It's coming down. It's like I need to eat. Right. I need to eat, and so so yeah. I you know I'm I'm never going to be a proponent of of uh, of violence. Usually, I should say never. I shouldn't say never, but I do sometimes feel like if the folks who have kept you under your thumb, under their thumb with violence, know nothing but that. Sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah, you turn that cheek much many times you want. That's and right. It's, it's not going to change. That's um, right. Because this is how this is their makeup. This is this, what is, they do. this is their yeah. essence. So, um, so yeah, I mean, the, the people actually broke out in celebration when the new military leader, um, <clears throat> you know, was was sworn in on an interim basis, um, and um, Gabon. And so, I, I think this also speaks to the French really losing their influence in Africa. When you look at the countries that they were still very much in control of, even the culture, the language, things like that. If you look at a lot of the oil companies, the electric companies, a lot of them have French names. They're, they're, they're run by, you know, these, these French executives, right? They are truly losing their influence. And when you see um, the people, right, get get on and Democracy Now! does a really great job of um, interviewing a lot of these folks on the ground once these coups take place. And what they are saying is that, you know, we don't want anybody to feel sorry for us. We're just tired. Right. And so this is what happens when you get tired. Like you said, I, we can only turn the cheek. Turn the other cheek for so long. We're tired of living this way, and watching our president and his family eat big, right. and eat eat behind a closed door while we've been knocking nicely. So, I I, re- I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I I love to see um, the uprising that is going on on the continent right now, and I think it it only speaks to the fact that there have been major abuses for decades and centuries by Western and European powers and folks are tired. Um, there, it, it was no mistake that there was a folding chair incident here in the United States. That that was simply a, a, a microcosm, yeah. I think, of the bigger feeling of a lot of people um, around the world who have really been like just tired. And that's the yeah around the world because they had their thumb on a lot of countries. Yeah. Don't forget, let's like we can go country to country mm-hmm. like a lot of the Caribbeans and everything mm-hmm. like that. They just they basically own these places and funnel all the money, the natural resources and stuff like that they got from that back to the yep. to that country. So, um, yep. I mean, yeah. you got countries calling for reparations now from the crown, they, right? Yes. Which I love. Which what country was that? It just was it Jamaica? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. was it Jamaica? OK. They yeah, they, they pretty much was like, we, we don't fuck with you for real. Right. <laughs> we, we was just kind of here because we had to be. But yeah, I mean, you know, Haiti is a very Haiti. poor country because it had to pay reparations <clears throat> to the slavers who were who were kicked off the island. Right. Um, and so. So, yeah, y'all, it that is. I, I also think I don't know if people really understood like the significance of the whole folding chair incidents, but I think I think people could feel it. They felt that it was a reckoning that needed to happen and that it was bigger than just that. Right. And so <clears throat> and so I really do think that that is like a very, very small example of what we're seeing in these coups where people are like, nah, we, we've been putting up with your shit forever we're done. <laughs> and we're <Yeah>. done. <laughs> we're done. We're, t- we're too talented. We are too wealthy here in our own homeland to allow 
ourselves to live like this under your right. rule. It's a, it's a whole different thing if we're all in it together, mm -hmm. but we're not. Like, That's right. You're, you're clearly over here and you're not willing to share. Nah. So here's what we got to do. Nah. You eating crab legs and my kid is over there with a... Man, don't be talking about food right I'm now. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's he, prayer and supplication <laughs> and fasting right now. Um, <clears throat> all right, y'all. We are actually moving through this and I love it. It's only 7.42. No. That's, that's fantastic. Good. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, all right. So let's talk about Alabama. 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 Yes. Okay. In the summer, June, the Supreme Court was doing a lot of bullshit. But one of the things that they did that was right. Right. Was they told officials in Alabama to take their little funky congressional maps back to Alabama and redraw them. And the reason they, they had done that, number one, the Supreme Court was upholding a lower court decision that had already been made that said that these congressional maps were in direct opposition to the Voting Rights Act. Correct. So the way they had gerrymandered and drawn and cut up these maps, it took power from black voters. So... Gerrymandering at its best. <laughs> at, yeah, at its best. So the the Supreme Court said, hey, y'all need to go back and create two districts wherein people of voting age are majority. It has to be majority black people of voting age. And that will allow them to decide who their representation is mm -hmm. to either go to the House or to the Senate. Cool. You would think that when the Supreme Court says something. Said two. They said two. Two. Yeah. You would think that when the Supreme Court told your ass to do something that you would go do it. You know what Alabama did? <laughs> they took their little raggedy asses back to Alabama and was like, Supreme Court who? Yeah. They created one district. Right. And I want to say the directive was two districts or something like it. So they created one okay. district that was majority black. And it was probably that that wiggle room that they were given yes. is the reason they tried to play them with that. That wording made they them left have that the out. Yeah. They should have left it to yeah. create two Just districts in that period districts, yeah. with the T on it. Right. They should have put the T on it. So they go back and create one district. <laughs> but the second one, they created a district that was about 31, maybe it was 33 percent black. Yes. Which is not what they were told to do. Right. But the attorney general from Alabama was like, oh, don't worry about it. We're going to appeal it anyway. Right. So and they, take it to the Supreme Court. They were going to take it back to the Supreme Court. So they start the process of taking these raggedy maps right back through through the justice system. Right. They get to a federal um, a federal court. There's a panel of judges. Two of whom I believe were appointed by Trump. The panel judges looked at the maps and was like, hold on, maybe y'all didn't hear what the Supreme Court right. told you to do. What is this? Told them to go back, get it right. But you know what I do love that that this these judges did? They also appointed a court official. Like this is a, a court a court appointed official who will now be in charge of drawing the maps the correct way. Okay. They have to submit, I believe, three different versions by September 25th. Okay. To be used in the 2024 election. Beautiful. I was so happy to hear it. That's that's a That's our good news story. That is because I I knew everything up until that point, so I'm glad to hear that you know, they are stepping up and doing what's actually right and I think it's the right thing to do. And I hope other states that are in the same similar position mm -hmm. follow suit um, yeah. and, and do the do the right thing and let people vote and let them decide as opposed to you 
making people decide a that's, certain way. That's right. That's basically what is what's happening. That's right. right. And Florida did try it, by the way. Um, Florida is one of those states that recently tried to do the same thing, but a panel, uh, a judge actually struck down their map saying the same thing. Like, no, this disenfranchise. And it's always us. It's always black voters. Always. Um, it disenfranchises black voters. And they said it was like, like offensive, like the language that the judge used was like, this really? is like egregious, actually. So I, I do think you're right. I think the lower court saying the maps were trash, the Supreme Court saying the maps were trash, go back and draw them. And then them going back to a lower federal court and the panel of judges looking at them like, like maybe you didn't hear the highest right. court of the land tell you what it is. And since you can't do it right, I'm going to appoint someone from my court who will. So now there's a court appointed master who will be over these maps and it, they will have to have it done for the 2024 election, which we know is exactly what those officials in Alabama were after. They were hoping that they could keep either one or two, you know, districts from voting a certain way, which could very well mean, you know, them keeping certain seats in the House or in the Senate. Yes. So yes. so so that that's really what it that's was. That's what about. makes a big difference in mm -hmm. when it comes all the way up there. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, I I was really <laughs> And who wouldn't want that title in Alabama? What title? I think you said something about Maps Master or something. Maps Master. Yeah, that's actually. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll be a Maps Master. I'm pretty good exactly. with Maps. Yeah. <laughs> I read a map. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's the good news story. Um, the Attorney General, I will say, though, after the panel of judges reached their decision and was like, little boy, get out of here. He was like, well, I'm going to appeal again. So he's wasting taxpayer dollars. Right. Um, trying to get back to court. And his his uh, rationale was that our leadership in this state knows our people and our voters better than the Supreme Court. I yeah. Mean, what do you, where do you draw the line? Where do you? Pun intended. I see what you did there. That was, yeah, that was really good. That was, uh, that's why we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> you said, where do you draw the line? Oh, Cross the line, buddy. Yeah, look, there's, yeah. a, there's yeah. a drum set in there. We're going to have to oh, get yeah, that yeah. out. Um, <laughs> be funny if you had somebody, <laughs> somebody back be. there. <laughs> Somebody needs to come out here and play uh, for us real quick. Yeah. Um, all right, y'all. So our our fifth story is kind of crazy to me. Um, I saw this I think day before yesterday, and I was like, what is happening to the earth right now? Like, what is going on? So the UN released a new report talking about how invasive species are rising at an unprecedented rate across oh, the yes. globe. Yeah. I read about that, huh? What? But I think my only issue with the report was they were worried about the amount of money it's going to cost the global economy rather than like the homogeneous <laughs> like, like species range that it's creating. Stuff that's going extinct and endangered. And yeah, y'all worried about some money? Right. <laughs> I, I just I couldn't believe the way they wrote it. But yeah, y'all. So apparently these invasive species, which sometimes are introduced into certain places for a reason, right? Whether sometimes it's like, oh, we we have an overgrowth of this. We need to in introduce the species to kill it off, whatever. Which is a lot of times a mistake too, but. Yes, have, and, yeah. and that's the report actually said that, like, you know, y'all release this shit and you don't control it. Right. And so then what happens is it ends up overtaking the native species, <clears throat> which leads to extinction. So right. they this report said that there are over... I believe 37,000 invasive species that they can they can actually like count 
right, right now. Right. So I feel like if y'all can only count thirty seven thousand. Go ahead. What uh, what J. Cole say? You know, you got to multiply by three. three. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we probably well over 100K right now. It, and the, some of the destruction that some of these species cause, it's just, it's, it's astronomical. Like, did you hear about the Hawaii one, the Maui one? No. Okay. This shit tripped me out. Vice, and we both watch Vice. Y'all should watch Vice. Watch Vice, watch Vice. Watch Vice. Watch Vice, <laughs> goddamn. Um, so apparently, Part of the reason the Maui fire was so bad and moved so quick was because a species of grass from Africa somehow got out. They, they're thinking cargo ships yeah, or, you know, not somehow they brought it there. Yeah. Well, we don't know how. So that's why I said somehow. So we don't know how it got there, but somehow got over to the island and spread. And apparently this particular species of grass <clears throat> has a habit of being burned, growing back really quick, being burned, growing back really quick. So they were saying that um, because it burns so, so quick, like it caught and just, I mean, spread the fire quicker than like anyone could even react. Right. Because the amount of people that, you know, died in this had to tell you that this thing was just like, it, yeah, Oof. you had people going into the, the water, water to keep from being ocean, burned. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you saw videos of like, you know, fathers with their kids jumping into the water to to stay away from the flame. Right. Like, that's how quick this thing was moving. And I mean, wildfire, like being from California, California, like you under you understand the concept of wildfire and it's usually perpetuated by dry conditions and wind. So that's when it usually happens. Right. So that's why the power companies in California will um, do rolling blackouts to de-energize the lines when the Santa Ana winds kick up. Because if one of those lines fall, it catches something that is quick to like to Kim Kim Kimber and it's a wreck because right. that wind is going to push. Um, that wind hit, it's- mm-hmm. And so really Maui had honestly some of the same conditions, but now it's being said, scientists are finding out that one of the reasons why the fire moved so quickly is that this particular species of grass, which was not supposed to be there, is actually much more combustible and burns that much quicker wow. than the native grass. Um, to places like Maui. And so that was just one example of, like you said, the destruction that these these evasive species are, are causing. And when you introduce them, when they are introduced, a lot of times they like, oh shit, that tree looks soft over there and they go kill that tree yeah. and end up taking over. Yeah. And, and the bugs can't live there. The animals aren't used to it. It, it's a trickle effect and even the humans, right? You have new allergens coming in for them, new sicknesses, fungi, things like that. So money aside, just thinking about how we've cross pollinated too many things mm-hmm. in this world is leading to even more destruction than what we're doing just by burning fossil fuels. Right. Oh, without a doubt, because a lot of the stuff that's happening right now, especially when it comes to these fires and these these natural events that are happening uh, because of global warming and stuff like that. And did, we, did you know that we're supposed to be in like a cool spot of the Earth's mm-hmm. uh, life right now? We're in between um, what they say ice ages right now, right? Yes, mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Is that true? Uh, from the thing that I saw, it is true. So yes. we won't freeze. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is we're supposed to be cooling off right now mm-hmm. and we're breaking record temperatures, which is not good. 
You know what I'm saying? So okay. it's supposed to be yeah. cooler temperatures now, not so high. It's supposed to be one of the cooler spouts going on right now, <laughs> as opposed to how hot it is. And the last time this happened was in the 1700s. So it was supposed to be this cool. Jesus. Hence why I think, um, or whatever decade it was, uh, that uh, basically the world changed in the sense of like, that's when all you see all the pirates show. Okay. This is a thing I heard about. So now I got to talk about it. But uh, when you talk about pirates and stuff like that and the, the sugar revolu um, uh, revolution, when that kind of spiked up was all this, when it was cooler weather mm -hmm. and the oceans wouldn't give me the hurricanes and stuff like that. Mm. And so it was, that's when stuff started to come across back and forth between countries and stuff like that when no issues and cause a spike in, a lot of stuff. So, but anyway, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about like, apparently like we're in between ice ages on the earth. Hmm. So this is supposed to be like a cool, that's what I thought you meant by like, no, a, I'm, think, I'm talking about because I feel like an ice age will be a long time away. But right. I, I mean, right. 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 I don't know. So, okay. Well, sh so we did just this break, I think two records, right? Uh, was it July? July and August. And August broke July. Northern hemisphere heat. Hottest, hottest ever been month ever on record. On record, yes. That's nuts. Yeah. Maybe and the, it was hot. Maybe it was hot with the dinosaurs at some point, but you know, we don't we don't got that on record. We don't <laughs> yeah. Dino. I don't know. I this, would I would love to talk to a dinosaur, but like how was it when y'all was here? Like, man, it was cool, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it was cool that's, out here. That's that's what it's called. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> Uh, like yeah, I want to. I want to talk to y'all. Like, was he ghetto like this? Did y'all have politicians or not? Uh, well, I mean, if you look at you know, you know, I love animal stuff, but there's even politics and animals just not as bad. You know, it's like like who's the head? Like who's, who's the head? The, yeah. Who's going to be in charge? It's like a yeah. dominant thing, of course. It's yeah, just like it is here. It's just with more with money than anything else and with power. Men. Mm -hmm. Women too. <laughs> Don't, don't try to. Yeah. It's y'all. It's all us. It's y'all. Yeah. It's mostly y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is. But that's that's another reason. It's all us, right? It's not because uh, women don't do it. It's because the men who are in power want to stay in power and mm -hmm. machismo. You know. You know. It's, yeah. It's there's this uh, there's this series going around on TikTok about um, like like men and the the desire for power and like where that comes from like so there okay. th there's this um there's this scientist like he talks about it from like an actual scientific point of view and like evolution so he's really trying to understand the psyche <clears throat> but also the evolution of men and like why you know there is this desire like this deep desire to not only have power but keep it by any means necessary and then where that has taken us as a society. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been interesting. Like when it comes across my feed, you know, I kind of go down the rabbit hole cause I'm, cause what, what is a, this what's called? I will send it to okay. you, but um, yeah, he's like, he's like a, like a behavioral scientist, but also seems like a philosopher to be honest. Cause he talks a lot about like, like the evolution of mankind. Mm -hmm. um, but <clears throat> yeah, he, he literally just, has discussions and I love hearing it from him because he accepts that he is part of yeah. that, right? Mm -hmm. So it makes it that much more powerful where he's like, no, I had to have a reckoning myself That's right. about like my need for power and you know, wh why that is. And so I, I thought, like, I thought it was very, very, very informative, but it also let me know that like people can become aware <laughs> 
of of what it is like of the human condition right. and not to say that we can control every part of it but i think when you are aware you you tend to make different decisions um simply because you know what it is now you have that information the problem with becoming aware is you have to be ready to become aware right meaning oh, yes yeah. exactly it, like yeah. you can just like you can go in front of a like a a, a trump supporter and tell them everything that they want to hear i mean that they don't want to hear and they'll defend them to the end mm -hmm. until somebody wants to change or wants to be aware of something, they're not going to change. Yeah. Right. So he had to have something going on already where he's like, I'm going to accept this the way it is. And this is what we're going to do moving forward from that. So, yeah, I, I actually think his awareness came from more of an academic like setting, right. like him studying this and right. him realizing like, oh, wait, I kind of do that, too. Right. Something so at one point. Yeah. Clicked. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it just it it's. It showed me like, oh, God, maybe there is some hope. <laughs> maybe there is a little bit of hope. Fingers mm. crossed. OK, you got hope. Um, I, I said maybe. Keep hope alive. I said maybe. All right. And that's our uh, that's actually our last story. I can't believe it is only 750. We're going to be done with this by 815. That's crazy. Yeah. I love it. I told you it's going to happen. When I, I say it's it. going to happen, it's, it's going to happen. God damn it. God damn it. It's gonna happen. All right. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about um, how ghetto the world is and like. Just your tips on how to how to keep our shit together. Cause I yesterday I had one of them days where like my anxiety was on a thousand and I couldn't really pinpoint what it was about. Like there was no one thing bothering me. And that just kind of let me know that like I can, hmm? I can pinpoint it. You I can, worry about you all the time. Do you? Yeah. Oh Lord, you can pinpoint it? What is well, it? Well, I mean, cause I take from this politics i take breaks mm -hmm. because if you're in the situation that you're in you basically have to keep up with all this stuff all the time mm -hmm. and you know just from a psychological aspect if you're always looking at things that's going on in the world that's bad which typically that's what's being reported yeah it it kind of gets to you a little bit and you can be like oh, i feel a certain way and mm -hmm. you don't know why and it's a lot of times that if you repeatedly putting stuff in your head you don't have to think about and say Oh, this is bad. I got to think it just happens. It mm -hmm. sinks in and you're like almost dreadful inside and you can get anxiety from what you think may happen or just listen to this stuff all the time and reading this stuff all the time. Yeah. So I do often think about you and be like, I hope she all right, because I'll take my break and be like, I ain't touching none of this new mm -hmm. stuff for about two weeks mm -hmm. and just be like, I don't know what's going to happen in the world, but it's just going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen with or without me. So, uh, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, that's true. So I, I I will say during the weekdays, um, I do try to wrap up my day by like like five o'clock. Yeah. By five, I really don't want to be taking in no more news. Like, hell, I'll pick it up in the morning. So I, I am getting better with really trying to like cut off the news cycle at a certain hour. And I know a lot of shit happens all day long. Right. But for me, as someone who... Um, who like I I know I'm prone to like depressive episodes things like that right. like I have to make sure that I I try to keep my psyche in you know just enough work in order <laughs> to be able to keep function it in check, yeah. and then on the weekends like I'm usually checked out I'm I'm usually checked out um, which is very helpful and then I will say um, and this was my sister and Marve's idea was um, when I relaunched the show. They're like, you know, recording sprints, like give yourself a, a couple weeks between, you know, how many episodes you record so that you can genuinely have just like a break. And during those weeks, you know, 
go home for a week and then maybe go on vacation for another week. And right. so I've made it so that um, now we're recording every, an eight week sprint and then I'll take two weeks off. Yeah. So I am trying to get That's better dope, at it. But but you're right. And it's, it's crazy that you say like, you know, was me taking in stuff. Because yesterday I was just kind of riding around and I actually had told my friend, I was just like, man, like my anxiety is so high today. And I, there's no one thing that's on my mind. Usually if something worries me, it, it repeats over and over and over, but there wasn't anything that was repeating. It was just like this feeling in my body mm -hmm. that I just couldn't like that's shake. Upsetting. And I was yeah. just like, what, <laughs> what is this? So. Absolutely. And it don't, it don't have to be news. A lot of people take in a lot of other negative stuff all the time. It mm -hmm. could be these shows and stuff like that. I don't want to pinpoint any shows, but like just the negativity of something and you get, you watch that constantly. You watch maybe a few episodes in a row because a lot of people binge watch nowadays and that just it just tends to soak in and give you like this feeling of yeah. anxiety and sometimes depression and you know what show kind of, i'm interested oh man all these shows out here man I don't, you know name I'm, a few i don't know i don't know like these the ones that want drama i don't know like some of these maybe housewife shows or something i don't oh, yeah, know like that. that kind of stuff or i kind of hate reality tv i kind of hate it yeah <laughs> I'm ashamed to say that I was a fan of the, the flavor of love back in the yeah, day. Yeah, no, nah, I never. I, I couldn't. Now I know what's going on. I'm just like, I just cut all that stuff off. I'm yeah. I'm very big on documentaries and, and, yeah. and the, like I said, animal type stuff mm -hmm. and stuff that have to do with, I don't know, real stuff. You know what I mean? I don't. Documentaries can be a little anxiety inducing, inducing too. Be. But like, I guess what I'm trying to say too is when you got to mix that positive uh, note in there, there's plenty of stuff I follow on Instagram that just feel good stories. Mm -hmm. And that makes a hell of a difference in my day. Yeah. It really does. Like I can watch those and be like, I'm going out to help somebody. <laughs> right now. Yeah, right now. Which I did <laughs> the other night, matter of fact. Uh, this little young kid got stuck on the side of the road. Well, actually, I pulled into a gas station. He needed to jump. I jumped him, didn't work. Jumped him again. And he tried to drive off, mm. died again right on the freeway. Called him, tried to give him a tow truck. It was Labor Day. Mm. Nobody was coming out there. We parked his stuff. I gave him a ride to Dallas. And he got to home to his mama that night. That's so, great. Yeah, college student trying to get home to mama. That's awesome. You got to help people. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, I love that because you know what? It, it it reminds me that not everyone is on that. Um, that's not my business. Yes. Type of deal. Um, I see that so much and I, I kind of hate it. I kind of hate it. Like, cause I'm like, you, you, I, th I think it actually perpetuates people's foolishness if they know that there is this collective psyche of that's not my business. Yes. And the thing is, it's, once you have people doing that, right, it's not my business. Then you have people here saying it's not your business, mm -hmm. right? So those colliding and mm -hmm. just causing more separation. And I think it's just like one of the worst things that we don't have community hardly anymore, like about just helping your fellow person That's out. Right. Like, That's right. Whatever. Yeah. So I got a lot. Of, I get a, in my relationship. I was getting a lot. Well, not going to say in my relationship, but in general, sometimes people give me a lot of slack for helping people all the time to almost to a detriment to myself, mm -hmm. but I'm learning to deal with that. But I'd rather be on that end of the spectrum than the other side is like, none of this is my business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. I, I definitely, I'm, I'm a, I'm a giver for sure. Um, because I, I've always felt like I'm, and I just felt I have always been a very abundant person. Like everything I've ever needed has come to me. So I've always felt very blessed in that way. And so, um, you know, when I see someone in need or I, and I can help, I right. know that and I have excess and, right. and I can help you. Like I'm going to help. But in the same way that like, if I see someone 
who may not have the same voice in a room that I have being bullied by the people who I know will listen to me. Like yeah. it's my position now to step up and like to protect that person who's only being bullied simply because they may not have the same social status sure. or articulation or whatever. Right. Because we play respectability politics all day long. So, so yeah, I, I like I, I hope that I never change that because I don't want to be a bystander. Like when I hear these stories, like the lady with the brick, this the brick. Oh my God. In Houston, it happened in Houston. So there was a woman who, um, late last week, maybe this weekend, um, a woman was asked for her number by this man and refused to give it to him. And he picked up a brick and hit her upside her head, like side of her face. And so, you know, she's on video talking to all of the people standing around her. And she's like, you know, y'all, you men didn't do anything. Like, what's up? And they're like, what was we supposed to do? What was we supposed to do? <laughs> you can do. There, there, there were there were like five of y'all yeah. and one of him. Yeah. And so, but but that's not the only story. Like, I, I remember, oh, my God. And this is the worst one, Anthony. This is the worst one. Don't tell me it's about the American anthem. Did you hear that one? The anthem? No. Yeah, some kid. I can't remember what event it was. Didn't take off his hat for the anthem, and some other guy came over there and basically slammed him on the ground, concussion seizures and stuff like that because he didn't. A kid? I think it was a kid. Anybody? Yeah, exactly. Whoever. So what? Are you kidding? He didn't me? take off his hat for the for the anthem, and you're gonna. Yeah. Yo. I mean, I, this was a quick read. You know, I don't know the details, but this. But, if it was in a setting where other people were there, like, why didn't y'all body slam this man right. who y'all literally, New York, a New York train, a woman gets sexually assaulted on a New York train in a car with other people there and no one does anything. Wow. And when asked, they all, it wasn't my business. It wasn't my business. What? And that's the that's what we're talking about, how things are starting to separate now. Now it's becoming the norm of generation after generation to be like, that ain't my business. Right. And just stay out of it. But I will pull out my phone and film it because it gives me a better chance of going viral. Right. Because you, we know you're not taking it to the police. We know it's not evidence yeah. for you is to put on your for most of most of I mean, us. all the police do now is get online. Right. And look for the video. And look like for that. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, yeah, I, I, I can see the world being much more anxiety inducing. I mean, we're always connected. Um, there's always some shit going on. Um, and it's crazy because I often ask myself, like, is it more going on or are we just more aware of it because of technology? Um, and I really haven't been able to answer that question, to be honest. But either way, it does impact our mental health. And and with that, a lot of like me, I think you and I have talked about this often, like I tend to wear my stress in my body. And so, yes. you know, for me, my shoulders, my neck, my head, like I'm probably a lot headaches. of people do and they don't even realize mm -hmm. it. Right. Mm -hmm. When you start something start happening to you via like around stressful moments and your body starts to react, it might not just be that you hurt something and or you know your stomach is hurting more for a reason. This can be stress related. Mm -hmm. And stress can cause so many physical ailments, I mean illnesses and ailments that yeah. um and, and people don't realize they like, oh it's is it somebody ate? No. Yeah. No, this is no. this is your mind doing this to you. Yeah, it ain't the oatmeal. That <laughs> so 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 tips like I mean and tips. start right. start with me right like right. someone who constantly takes in stressful information. Um, 
Like what? Like what? What do you recommend for uh, people? You know, you know me. One of the main things I believe in is breathing. Breathing can do so much for your body because it's the something that we all have to have. Like mm-hmm. you, you can go time without water. You can go time without food. You can, but you can't really go more than a minute or two without air. Right? right. So it's the most important thing that we're doing on a daily basis, and we constantly do it. And so breathing should be. Uh, implement it into your daily routine if you can okay. um, to help with stress and you can do box breathing you could do um, uh, deep breaths control deep breaths because a lot of people I breathe <laughs> no no that's that's stress oh, yeah. that's anxiety right yeah. so what we need to do is control those breaths uh, in different ways that that help calm the mind and calm the heart and and release some of that stress mm-hmm. uh, obviously exercise is a big thing um to get a you know three to four days a week to try to get some kind of exercise in there. Okay. Just simply walking outside and enjoying the weather along with your exercise can and and I say enjoy the weather, but get outside more and and taking like appreciate the things that are going on in this world. Like mm-hmm. when the last time you watch a sunrise or sunset or just look at the moon and think about things and like just let nature take a course instead of always having our heads and screens and yeah. phones and TVs and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, and of course, meditation, if you can, which is the hardest thing for me. I took so many, like there was a year that I basically took off for my wellness and, um, it took me a long time to really get really good at meditation and then starting a new job and all these other side hustles I got, which, you know, and, um, it kind of went away. And so now when I do get a chance to meditate, I'm back in square one. It's mm. like, it's very frustrating. But at the same time, I think to myself, you know what? It's all right. We'll start back again. We'll yeah. do it all over again. Because so, it is a practice. It is a practice. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It is a practice. Okay. So, um, what about like nutrition? Like, because I definitely noticed that crazy like even my mind functions better when my diet is clean yes like that is crazy to me but like i'm clearer i'm sharper yes when my diet oh, yeah. is clean oh yeah diet can never it's one of the main things when people come to me all the time about losing weight i was like let me see your diet yeah i mean a lot of times people lie anyway but i say cut out this and do this and do well, that no, I just and, eat fish and <laughs> yeah <laughs> so many people lie. why y'all be lying out here why y'all Stop be lying? lying like you lying to the person that's supposed to help you <laughs> And you out here lying. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they like, I didn't, I only ate, I only had two glasses, I only ate this. I'm like, come on. That's what they be telling Dr. Now. You watch my yeah. 600 pound life. I don't, but I've seen the clips. And Dr. Now be like, you're on a 1500 calorie diet. Right. You. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's take it down to a I remember he said one comment. I was like, man, come on. He said, what was it? Uh, there's nothing you don't eat or something like that. She, I forgot what the lady said, but he was like, there's nothing you don't eat. It looked like. <laughs> Dr. Now like, be oh. on people's heads, bro. Like that. So, yeah. Th- that, okay, that and Little Women of Atlanta. Those are the- <laughs> I haven't seen any of this stuff, no. <laughs> They're little people in Atlanta, but they got all the big drama. All the big drama. I'm not. I can't. I can't do it. None of that stuff will drop. I, I, I don't do I, I try not to do drama, uh, even when it comes to uh, my relationships with whoever. We can talk about this, right? Yeah. It don't have to be big drama. What happened? Okay, did I do something wrong? Mm-hmm. I apologize, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. And that's another thing that your daily interaction with people. If it's somebody that's stressing you all the time or something like that, 
First of all, try not to let it get to you. Break up with them. And second of all, yeah, well, break up with <laughs> Anthony them. Anthony said walk, break up with them. No, no. <laughs> walk away from situations. It's okay. Yeah, like a lot of people's ego is intact. I can't. Well, I'm. I can't. I ain't let him do me like that, or I ain't let her do me like that. What? what why? Why? Just let it go. Yeah. A lot of times. Well, and one thing I've I've learned, even in my childhood, and I'm so glad that I learned this, is that um, a lot of times the way people are like running around the world acting, they don't have nothing to do with you. That's about some shit that they going through Absolutely. that has nothing to do with you. And so a lot of times, like, I do tend to let things go because I'm like, Something that's your insecurity. Right. That's your, like, I don't want that to touch if, me at all. If people thought like that more, that would be great because behind all this stuff, something's going on mm-hmm. there, right? Like, who knows what happened to them? I almost sometimes feel sorry for somebody or feel uh, yeah. empathy for them. And that allows me to be like, oh, I ain't mad at you. But I, but I think that also it means that you've done your your growth and your healing too because i wasn't always like that like i had to i I really had to become comfortable with myself knowing that like hey i'm not right around here treating people bad right like i'm a i'm a decent person like i have a good heart and so when someone slights me it's like that's definitely about you because i know i didn't give you that energy i and and then that's when i realized that i had empathy for people who would behave like that i'm like damn it must really suck to feel trapped in a that's in a, really a space where you have to do that to people right. like nah i can i i can be good to people and if they if they give me bad energy, I'll be like, hey, you ain't got to tell me but once. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, ain't, I probably ain't going to never deal with you again, but I'm not going to treat you bad. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's it really is important to know, like, if you do good, you don't I don't have to look over my shoulder mm-hmm. and worry about anything. So if somebody isn't treating me right or and I know it, it it's a good chance it's them. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't want to talk about it, don't tell me about it and you, you feel a certain way, then how can I know? Right. Tell me if I did do something wrong. Then we can acknowledge mm-hmm. it, right? So communication is also key in that. But we're getting into a whole diet. Yes. Diet. So the last thing <laughs> uh, with the with the diet, like right now, she mentioned or I mentioned that I'm doing a fasting, and I don't, I don't necessarily recommend this for everybody, but uh, fasting also it just helps recalibrate the body. Um, and there's different fasts out there. I like to just do a water fast for depending on two to four days. Right now I'm going to do a four day because I uh, just came back from my sister's 50th birthday. Shout out, Tanya. Happy hey, birthday happy again. Birthday, Actually, sis. is it today or yesterday? Was it today the second? Anyway. The second? I mean, the uh, the, the fifth. Oh, that was yesterday. Fifth. Um, <laughs> so you way off. Happy, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, this has been a long. It's fast. You, you might be done with the fast. <laughs> <laughs> It got me. It got me confused. No, so fasting helps. Reason as I, I'm trying to talk great about it, but uh, it, it, it one helps get rid of body fat for me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, which is that gut fat, that bad um, uh, varicel fat that mm-hmm. sits around the organs, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it just kind of like resets the whole body and yeah. kind of like it's great for your immune system. Like you mentioned, it's great for health in general. Um, so yeah, if how often you can, do you do that? The four day one I do like twice a year. Okay, and it's only been a year and a half that I've been doing it. So this is only my third time doing it, and um, yeah, it feels like. But I don't get hangry. I don't get headaches. Yeah. So some people talk about that, and I, I don't know if it's something that you should push through or not. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely just drink plenty of water while you're doing it. Yeah, and. Um, it, it just helps just cleanse you all out, really, in my view. I mean, in my readings and what I've studied. So documentaries, going back to documentaries, mm-hmm. there's a really good one that follows um, 
a retreat wherein people had like chronic diseases mm. and they actually go there and they do not only meditation and breathing exercises and just mindfulness, but they fast for a certain number of days. Now, of course, there are um, medical, there are medical right. personnel on staff, but I mean, they have seen people literally be reset from things like pre-diabetes and like you, when, when you look at the results, it's like, Damn, like the body really just sometimes needs a break <laughs> from attempting to digest and yeah. oh, and that's another thing. Your body works so hard for mm -hmm. this for this for digestion and stuff like that. So it gives it a chance to um, to heal itself without worrying about the digestion, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. right? So it can put more energy into everything else, especially when you're sleeping. Yep. So a lot of people eat late too, which is terrible to do. Um, Remember your and, mama used to say, don't eat a big meal before you, so right. you have bad dreams. Right. And then and I realized do. there was actual science behind <laughs> yes, that. Yes. We just thought it was, old, well, for them, it was an old wives tale, yeah. but come right. to find out, it's true. it was your body working. I mean, working. a lot of the stuff is, is mm -hmm. a wives tale for a reason, right? Yep. It's, it's, it happens. Um, and then the stuff we eat a lot of time is inflammatory all the time and your yeah. body is fighting that inflammation all the time. Yeah. It's constantly working against some of the foods that we're eating. Yeah. So, especially um, here in this country. Especially here in this yeah. country. This it's it's almost hard to find stuff that's not inflammatory. Yeah. So like it's nah, that's yeah. a good point. You you just mentioned something and I I wonder if these two things are connected. So you talked about your body healing itself without worrying about digesting and spending so much energy on digesting. When I'm sick, I lose my appetite. When I'm really sick, yeah. like I can, I can go days without eating. My body just doesn't want yeah. it. Yeah. And I, is that the same thing? I think so. Like a lot of times, when people just listen to their body and mm -hmm. what's going on, um, it'll tell you. Like now, now, I'm not gonna say this all the time, right? Because sometimes you do need to eat when it comes to certain things. Mm -hmm. But um, even though I did read something that you should eat more when you're sick because it the, the body or proteins at least because those those amino acids and the proteins help me. But if a lot of times I'm the same way, I don't get hungry. Yeah, at I, all. I want usually if I'm sick and I'm talking about like that fever and the hunt, like when I'm sick, sick, my body's like, nah, we're right. trying to survive, right? Right. Yeah, we ain't exactly. got time. And so I want like um like juices, like I'll maybe want orange juice or something like that, or like in yeah. a lot of water. Um, right. But when it comes to food, I'll eat, I'll um, drink broth. Right. Like that's the one thing like I will like, like bone broth, broth or yeah. something. Um, but yeah, I wonder if it, if it's connected because I mean, at that point, like we fighting for survival. We right. ain't got time to be trying to Your digest the steak. Your body does flip into different modes when yeah. it comes to all the stuff. Like it, it switches on and off hmm. when it comes to this type of things. And that's why this breathing thing is important too, because you know, it when you do certain breath work too, like I do the Tomo breathing or the Wim Hof effect or whatever it's called, and and that sends your body into like a, a chaos and lights up all kind of sensory in your mm -hmm. body to um, to fight off immune because it's like it's more oxygen saturation than oxygen uh, deprivation or what do you call it? Deprivation, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wait, so, what's the what's the exercise you had me do? Um, that was Tomo breathing, yeah. The head high? Yeah, the head oh high. Oh my yeah, God. I told you. Y'all, y'all. <laughs> so Anthony took me through this exercise a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Um, and I never, I never knew you could get high this type of supply. high mm -hmm. on your own supply. No, that that's the best way to put it. 
I was literally just breathing. Yeah. And like he was, it was, I think you took me maybe through four or five different exercises uh, with yes. like different counts. Well, three, yeah. Three sets of the same one and then went through some other breathing. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy, y'all. Yeah. So I'm going to get that info and I'm actually going to put it in the show notes okay. so that people can look it up. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I remember the rest of that day almost having like this, Afterglow, euphoric feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I actually drove out for a barbecue right. to my friend's house, and I remember feeling being on good. the freeway, like, just like, yeah, life is this good. is yeah. nice. Yeah. What is? Did I yeah. do some drugs? It literally like, resets the nervous systems and the stuff like that in the body when you when you do that. So yeah, that's dope. Yeah, how often do you recommend that? Man, um, I just try to get in as much as possible. I was doing it daily, at mm. least five times a week. Um, and but I don't know. I have to look that up. But okay. I was doing. You can do it as much as you want. Okay, so it wouldn't like kill me if no, I. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. No, no, not at all. Breathing. No, I mean How'd you she just. Mm-hmm. She's breathing. <laughs> I mean, you can do that with water, but I don't think you. Yeah, you can. What is it over? Oversaturated or something. Like that. Well, the thing about the body is like once you get to and I, I read this about how some of these places go to an oxygen bar and stuff like that. But your body only can intake so much oxygen mm. before it expels it, right? Mm-hmm. So this gets it to that point and um, at, a, at a high rate. And then that's why you hold your breath so it can deplete it out again and run through the blood, kind of like clean the system out. And then you breathe it out and do this, do it again two that's more amazing. times, right? Yeah. That, like, did our ancestors just know this naturally? I think so. Okay. I've, mm. I've saw things that, uh, or read things that in this book called Breathe. Uh, that's, I read that book where it talked about people in history mm-hmm. and some of the people that lived the longest are the people that had the biggest lungs, mm. right? So they've been knowing this for eons about when it comes to breathing, how important it is. That's crazy. Yeah. And my, I will, I will say I catch myself sometimes taking very shallow breaths. And so like, I try to be mindful of like, okay, like be, be more intentional about your breathing. Right. Um, yoga has been great for me for that reason because it is one breath, one move. And so you have to take that deep breath so you can, you know, expel it out. But like in my day to day, when I'm just sitting around, like I'll find myself not even filling my lungs up. Like I'll just be sitting here, like taking little shallow breaths, which probably doesn't help things like my anxiety yeah, or, you yeah. know, what's going on with my mind. So that's all yeah. like a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm up to about three and a half minutes of holding my breath. If Holding it? Yeah. If oh, I wow. do the okay. breathing exercise and then hold it, because that's part of the exercise of the hold the breath. Okay. So, yeah. It's, it works. That's like a lung strength thing. Because like try to hold your breath for three minutes. It ain't yeah, no, I ain't got it. I got, we asthmatic over here, baby. <laughs> it actually helped that too. I bet. They talked about yeah. curing asthma for people. I, what's crazy is um, I notice when I get into like running longer distances, my asthma does not bother me mm-hmm. that much. And so it must be, it has to be something about like me being forced to make my lungs expand right. and like genuinely work. I tell you what, when I did start this breathing stuff, I go to the gym now and I'm doing something and my breath is just like, I'm not out of breath. I'm out of shape now mm-hmm. because how many, you know, all the injuries and stuff like that. So my muscles be hurt, but my breath. You good. Yeah. Never, never bothers me anymore. That's good. That's good. Now yeah. we'll see if I ever go back to tribe and if my breath will be. Kill Kill <laughs> I'll be on the ground. Yeah, Anthony ground. can run. That's what y'all don't know. I don't know if I can. Well, I can still, but I don't know if I should anymore. So. Wow. We'll see. All right. All right. Um, I got one more question for you. Okay. We're just going to end it. Um, 
I hate to ask you this question because you're such a happy person, but you mad about anything today? Um, today? Well, I'm mad about it. I got caught in traffic today. You know, everybody, everybody hates traffic, so I don't That's like true. traffic. But um, I actually had a conversation with somebody earlier. And so I, I think what I'm mad about today is when, you know, because y'all had finance the last one, right? So, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty big on finance too, but when people the wants and needs in life, mm. right? When people want something and they're willing to pay this much for it and then complain about how much it costs, right? This is a want. Not, mm -hmm. I'm not talking about rent, food, anything like that. You want to buy something because it's prestigious and or it costs a lot of money, mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. And then you're like, I can't believe they, how much this stuff costs. Like, Wait, they... Okay. Yeah. No, that, that don't even make sense. <laughs> it happens all the time though. Like really? People, people want something and they, they buy it and they're like, I can't believe this costs this much. Why am I paying this monthly bill on this high thing or something like that? Not paying a monthly bill. Whatever Lord. the case may be. So okay. that kind of irks me when like people, people buy something that's really expensive and then complain about the price when they don't need it. Mm, okay. When they don't need it. That's fair. Right. That's fair. That's the key in this. Like, because you got to pay your rent. You got to buy food. Yeah. You got to buy gas. You got to, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And those prices are high. We all know that. We all struggling out here in that sense. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. But uh, those those wants in life that people maybe feel like their needs. People mistake needs for wants. Mm, yeah. Sometimes. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. I well, and I know it to be true because I got people in my life who often <laughs> mistake. Yeah. It is funny. I tend to correct people's language now when they say like, "Oh, I need." I'm like, "No, you want that." Right. Like, most of us, a lot of us have everything we need. Genuinely, yes. a lot of us have everything that we need. Like a lot of shit that we sit around complaining about are things that we want yeah. and maybe can't afford right now um right. but yeah that's I'm not saying point. that you can't get them in the future or stuff right. like that but just you know kind of live with your means and i don't I, I hate when i say that too because you know people want to strive to be something almost like a fake it till you make it type mm -hmm, of thing but mm -hmm. um you got you gotta you gotta weigh those things out and be like you know what yeah maybe not right now yeah and that's okay. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Like, you have to keep up with nobody. Stop trying to keep up with people, man. That's what really grinds my gears. That's, <laughs> that's a good one. So, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. That's a good one. Let me see. Uh, for me today. What you got? Um, today, I was, I was actually really annoyed at... Um, a company that I am, I have been waiting on for a minute to come <laughs> fix a piece of machinery in my house. Okay. Um, so it took them forever to get the parts sent out. And then they were like, oh, we got to get a tech out to actually come fix the thing. And I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so then they call me today and was just like, hey, when did we schedule this appointment with you again? And I was just like, hold on. No. Oh, wait, two no, seconds. No, no. Ain't this what y'all do right. as a business? Yeah. Like, this is, I really get annoyed when we pay premium prices for things. Right. And then the service does not match. Yeah. I, 
like now you putting one more thing on my plate that I got to be anxious about. I right. got to breathe through now. Right. <laughs> that, I'll be breathing all day. <laughs> breathing, stomping around my house all day because I'm mad. Um, but you pay a premium price. And then I have to remind you of when you set my appointment for your technician to come out here. And Don't it, tell me it was a day of too or something like that. No, or. no the, the, the appointment is actually set for tomorrow. So they call me today, I guess, asking me if my text was supposed to be here today or tomorrow. And I'm like, you should know that. Right. You should be in your system. Yeah. I'm just frustrated. And and I guess that leads to a a bigger what I'm at about today. Like, I do think that a lot of these companies are starting to charge us premium prices. They blaming it on inflation, all this other stuff. But the service and just their bedside manner does not match. And I, I. For me, that's very frustrating because people are already struggling to do regular shit in life. Well, I think that goes back to I think y'all were talking about that when it comes to what are these people, the technicians or the people, the customer service, what What are they they getting right? Yeah. What are they getting out of these record profits? Nothing. They're not getting no raises or they're getting raises that's lower than inflation. Right. So everybody's feeling like I'm done with this. So why would the customer service be well at that point? You said and and that's probably why that woman didn't know when my appointment was because she getting paid, you know, 14, 15 dollars an hour. Right. Probably working in a city that's expensive as hell. Yeah. And so, you know, she was probably working her second job. When yeah. she was making my appointment for that tech to come, you know, to come service my my uh, you know my elliptical. So yeah. and then when you retire, they give you a what? What was that? It they oh man, they gave this man a bag <laughs> of candy, uh, a single movie ticket. They didn't even give him a pair. <laughs> I, and that was what twenty years or something like that. Twenty years, never missed a day of work at the Las Vegas airport. Um, wow. I believe it was the Burger King. So that's so, yeah. that's your answer right there. Like yeah. They're raising prices because they can. And that, then on the other um, end, the, the customer service bags. Who's going to check us? Yeah. Who's going to stop me? Right. Yeah. That's why these unions are so important right now, right? I, y'all, if y'all are part of a union, know that this show is a friend of yours. Um, my mother, I got exposed to the unions at a very early age because my mother was actually a union leader. Um, when she worked for the county of LA. Shout out so, mom. Yeah. Yeah. My, my mother was in it. So I would go to the meetings with her and everything. So I really understood the power of collective bargaining at a very young age. And so I love, um, and, and then I never was a part of a union myself, but grew up and went into corporate into these like finance and chief of staff positions, right? Where I saw how a lot of those decisions were being made that hurt people like right. my mother. Um, so I love the resurgence of unions. And I think, it was in it, it, it was inevitable because we saw what was happening. We saw these record breaking profits only for the people to not share in right. those profits. And a lot of times be work harder because, you know, you start cutting heads, but somebody got to pick up that work. Well, and you think about the time where there's companies that were people in certain companies that took cuts over this COVID thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh whatever industry was in trouble and all this kind of stuff. Oh, we'll be a good team player. Mm-hmm. Now the record profits coming up raise what raise what who yellow trucking company was the same. Yeah. Come to find out that they had taken, they had taken a, a 
pay cut, which was supposed to be given back to them, um, never got it. And then the company went kaput. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy. So, yeah, let's not let's not talk about this sad yeah. shit. All right. Tell the people where to find you in. Uh, you know, I'm not big on finding me, but if you want to, I'm on. Uh, <laughs> Do you need a trainer no. or a breathing coach? <laughs> yeah, I'm at, uh, what is my Instagram? Pretty, pretty Tony, what they call me on Instagram. But um other than that, no, I don't really, I don't really do much on the social media front. So that's what's up. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of part of my keeping my anxiety low type that's of thing. Good. But you can, you can hit me up on there. And um, and the business name. The business stuff is just word of mouth. You know, okay. I got my real job, so I'm really working a lot of hours right now. So I can't take on too many and if any new clients uh, with the things that I'm doing, but. Um, She's talking about the breath work I do and the uh, uh, training and uh, what all what all I do in body testing, like body composition testing. Mm -hmm. um, um, so just if you want to do the in body, I'll start doing it on. I keep saying this, but I, I'll put, start putting it on Instagram about when I'm testing for in body. That's probably the easiest way to get so yeah. get a hold of me. So yeah. Are you doing testing at EPC? I am not. I'm a coach at EPC again. Okay. So the first year I did testing, even though I was a coach then too, but it's just too much. Okay. You know, so. Um, I was going to send people to EPC, but I mean, y'all can still go to EPC. Yeah. I'll be at Common Desk, usually in Deep Ellum and or Richardson um, every other Monday, basically. So, cool. yeah. Bet. On my day off. I, I don't really it. have day offs, but. Um, hey. Your gifts. Did you get your gifts? I brought gifts for y'all. So if you come on this podcast, you got to bring gifts. Now I'm setting the standard. Oh, look. She got she got baby. vinyls. We got we got my boy right here. This is just what I found at at, at Half Price Books. So shout out to Half That's Price Books. That's where I go to get my vinyl though. Yeah. yeah. For with and y'all, it's this one right prices. here. It's this one. George Carlin. Uh, two classes, right? I'm listening to that tonight. Right. That's happening tonight. Yeah. I love it. I didn't it. know she had a comedy album, so I want to give her something like that. So I do not have any comedy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I appreciate welcome. it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Man. All right, y'all. Well, um, but and he uh, he bought a really great tequila. Yes. A it has eight out of ten yeah, it's ratings. Eight, eight, eight out of ten on the ratings. It's a beautiful bottle, hand painted type of it's it's really good. So uh, incredible. Yeah. I hope incredible. you enjoyed it. Yeah, we we we, she we drunk, definitely. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. And not <laughs> we. I, I really I didn't even finish this one, but um, but no, I appreciate you for being here. Thank y'all for rocking with us. We have yes. um two more episodes in this sprint. We have Reggie Calhoun Jr., um, who's incredible. He um actually started um a program for college athletes who um may not want to go pro and may very well want to oh. build their their skills while they're actually in college and so you know sending them off to a like an amazing future um and then after him we have um kayla mcdowell who is the founder of dallas black bloggers who just allowed me to build an incredible network here um in the city as as a new blogger to um to dallas so those will be our next two shows and then we're going nice. to take a break so the, so the huh okay go ahead so do i no go ahead go, oh, ahead, okay. go ahead so yeah and then we'll take a break and then we will um have a we'll have a, a space change okay um, so which, you are going to talk about it okay yeah, yeah 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 which i'm excited about um so great black century who you guys saw on the show a couple weeks ago is actually helping to put that space together um with me as a co-producer so we're moving to um sour kids productions their studios Dope. up in north dallas so i'm super excited about that so yeah 
in four weeks um we will be that's super dope we will yeah. be up there i can't i can't of course i gotta take anthony yeah. and let him bless the space absolutely and i'll be there that. you know i'm gonna be there regardless yeah banging on the door let me in <laughs> hey so um so yeah y'all make sure to follow like subscribe tell your mama and them about the green route um episode full episode will be out on friday um and we will see y'all next week y'all have a great night absolutely safe. good night all right later y'all wouldn't be enough and they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge.